Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce Podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Hewitt-Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Hewitt-Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Hewitt-Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Hallelujah. It's testimony time. Over the weeks, we've had so many testimonies that have encouraged us during this lockdown period. Today, we have two testimonies in the house. The first testimony is from Ohima Opong, who's from the Greater Love Choir in the campus region. And she says, my testimony is about how God healed my mother through the prayers of our father, Bishop Dag Heward Mills. On Monday, my mother had a sharp pain in her thigh that went all the way down to her feet, which made her limp. She had tried so many ointments to make it better, but none of them worked. Tuesday, during the flow prayers, Bishop mentioned that the reason why when we lay hands on people, nothing happens is because we don't pray before we lay hands. When Bishop directed us to anoint ourselves after the prayers, I heard the Holy Spirit telling me to anoint my mother's tie when the prayer ends. I was actually a little reluctant, but I remembered Bishop's words and also that we had prayed continuously for six hours. So I put a little oil in my hand and went to anoint her thigh. After an hour, she came to me walking normally and said the pain had gone down drastically. At the end of the day, she was walking as though nothing had happened to her. Now she's completely healed. I want to encourage everyone to never miss the flow prayers and also believe in the prayers of our father, Bishop Dag Heward Mills. Our second testimony is from Juanita from the Garden City Center in Asafo region. And Juanita says that my testimony is about divine escape. On Wednesday, 6th May 2020, a motor accident occurred in my neighbor's house. We were indoors when we heard someone from the house screaming. When we went out, we saw that a car from the roadside had crashed into the wall of the house. Apparently, the brakes had failed. The car crashed into the veranda and even to their living room. Three people from the house were seriously injured and we were taken to the hospital immediately. I'm here to thank God for saving the lives of my family because if it hadn't been the prayer that keeps us going, we really do not know what would have happened to us because the accident was extremely close. I want to encourage the church that the prayers are really working and they should not relent at all. Keep at it. Each and every week, we get blessed by the word of God. We get healed by the word of God. Last week, we had a testimony about how the word of God healed someone. Today, I believe that the word of God is also going to heal you in your body, in your spirit, and in your soul. If you are happy, if you are expectant, if you are signed up as I am, put your hands together and help me welcome Episcopal Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Hallelujah. 
It's a beautiful morning and we're so grateful for so many good things. I am amazed that this is week number eight hey, of the virtual church. Week number eight of seeing you in your house or you seeing me and I can't see you. But I know that you're there and I give God praise for your life. I especially want to welcome our F Church members, the Flow Church members. I want to say that you're really welcome and we're happy to have you together with all the others from the attending church that is at home in these days. I'm believing God and we're all believing God that soon, <clears throat> I beg your pardon, things are going to normalize. But this morning I'm particularly happy because it's Mother's Sunday, Mother's Day, hallelujah. And insofar as you are alive, you had a mom. Somebody gave birth to you. This morning we're celebrating all mothers and I hope that your mom is close by because I just want to pray a prayer for every mother who is watching this morning. I also want to pray, you see it's not all mothers who have physical children, we have among us also mothers with spiritual children, people who have shared the gospel with somebody and that person has given their life to Christ and they followed them up. Our, our spiritual father, Bishop Dag, always speaks so warmly of Auntie Betty, the lady who nurtured him, brought him to Christ and nurtured him and taught him to have his quiet time, the quiet time from which we have heard so many sermons, you know. And so we just want to thank God for the physical and the spiritual mothers this morning. Let us pray. Father, thank you so much for our moms. Thank you for the women that you've brought our way. Those who have given birth to us physically and nurtured us physically. And those who have given birth to us spiritually and nurtured us spiritually. We're so grateful for each one of them. We remember them on this Mother's Day. We ask, Lord, that your grace and your compassion and your mercy will be fully extended towards them. We pray, Father, for their lives. Give them long life. Give them health and strength. I pray for every woman listening who is not well, that your healing power will come forth today on this special day of grace for mothers. Father, touch us, touch them, and let them rise up healed in Jesus' name. I pray above all that, Lord, you will answer their prayers, their mom who cry at night over a child who's gone wayward. They are mothers with broken hearts over a man who hurt them so many years ago. Father, let them recover and live full lives and move on. I pray for each one, Lord, that they will be glad because you have touched them. Above all, may their relationship with you be strong. I thank you so much for Mother's Day. I pray that you bless every physical and every spiritual mother among us in Jesus name and now Lord as we come to the word I pray for your grace I pray for a special grace today that Lord you will speak to each one of us exactly where we are and you will affect us with your word as you always do cause us to grow spiritually from all that we hear in Jesus name and let the saints say amen and amen hallelujah well this is the beginning of a new series and I want to believe that it's a series that will do you good. The word of God always does us good and it's what we live by. Amen and amen. To introduce my series, I want you to turn to a scripture. We'll be reading from Matthew chapter 5 verses 13 to 16. Matthew 5 13 to 16. And it says, Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost its savour, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing, 
but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on, set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Hallelujah. Now, in this profound scripture, Jesus taught us something. First, he likens us to salt. I don't know if you've ever been at the place where you're not well. You can speak to somebody who maybe has very high blood pressure and has been told, go off salt completely. Or some other ailment, and they say, go off salt completely. The first thing that happens is that even the appetite is not wetted when they think of, you know, eating the food without salt. Or those of you who, when you were in boarding school, you said that you want salt-free diets special diets then they'll remove the salt then you went add salt at the back just because you wanted food that was a little you know it wasn't made in the huge pot but the truth is that when there's no salt in the food you don't even really taste a lot of the food amen and the lord says to us that we are the salt of the world so in other words the world and all its mess and all its misery is supposed to be bettered and supposed to be bearable by our presence we're supposed to have an effect then he goes on to give us an even more profound example he says that we are the light of the world so the world is in darkness and we are light he's left us here to bring light and then he says a city that is on a hill you can't hide it so in other words this believing that you have believed god and this christianity that you are living you cannot be a christian and be some obscure something somewhere affecting nobody and affecting nothing that was not his purpose for us and then he says nobody lights a candle and then puts it under a basket under something so that it cannot be seen he said but rather you put it on a candlestick you even lift it higher so that people will receive the light and people will see the light in other words it was not meant to be obscure no matter how dark the darkness when you even light a matchstick it brings light no matter how deep the darkness when you put on a candle then you see many 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 people hundreds and thousands the world is in darkness and people are stumbling around and trying to find them when they say oh maybe it's this maybe it's that maybe it's that and one of the reasons is because they are surrounded by believers who do not know that they are supposed to be the light and that is why for the next couple of weeks i'm going to be talking to you about coming out of obscurity coming out of obscurity to be obscure <laughs> david give me some meanings of obscure look for a dictionary okay give me a moment because i suddenly realized that some people know that brothel is not reaching it's not reaching so if i don't explain the word obscure you will not uh, uh -huh. say, take, take your time take your time obscure means dark faint indistinct we can't see you uh -huh. hidden out of sight inconspicuous just say you are not even there you see difficult to understand not well known so this is just the dictionary meaning of the word obscure the reason why people cannot see the salt in fact jesus even went on to say that salt that is not 
contributing to the saltiness of the food right? what is its use he went on to say that you see and so it's almost like light that we cannot see that's not lighting anything what is its use yeah what is its use and so we're talking about coming out of that obscurity coming out to the place where your christianity your belief in christ actually makes a difference people should be drawn to you when they have an issue and a problem they should remember ah that's my friend this person who i knew yes if i get there i will receive some word some help some something but many of us were just there they don't even may not even know that you are a christian as you are watching maybe as you are watching me you are even in your room you have locked the door you are watching the thing secretly under a pillow <laughs> so that they will not even know that you are a follower of christ but jesus did not mean for it to be so hallelujah by our lifestyle and by even the graciousness of our speech people are supposed to realize that this is salt this is light this is something that has come and so in the next few weeks i'm going to be sharing with you how to come out of that obscure place so that your christian life really begins to benefit people who are around you that was god's intention all along otherwise eh, we should have just died and gone to heaven as soon as we gave our lives to christ if we're not supposed to accomplish anything on earth we should have just gone because in heaven we will not parent in heaven there's no lockdown as we are here the angels are moving freely there's there's no corona nothing there you know <laughs> if that is the case there's no food that is not there there's no hunger there's no sickness there are no tears so if that was it then as soon as we give our lives to christ charlie i see you in heaven but he didn't take us away because he had a plan and his plan was that as you receive christ and he's left you here you will be the salt and the light be the salt and the light in your home hallelujah and wherever you find yourself some of you when your your classmates are cracking uh, dirty jokes on the page you also have something to say meanwhile you are supposed to be the light who should sit up and say we are not tolerating this nonsense here i don't know what it is with some people who you you are not well you have gone to watch pornography it has made you sick now you take the porn and you now come and put it on a class page and you christian brother and sister you are quiet and you are just there you are the one who should come and say remove it now remove it now it should not be here but then you are quiet and because you are quiet everybody's hand is limb and the disease that is called pornography gets an opportunity to spread i, I think we should wake up we need to be light we have left unbelievers i was amazed recently i saw an article in bbc where they were starting to say that pornography has become such that it's creating so much violence against children and, da, 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 da. and they were trying to say that the big credit companies you know they should stop paying like when somebody you know out there where they do everything on credit somebody can go and watch all kinds of pornography and then charge i mean to the what do you call it? to his credit card you get it so that uh -huh, so that it's paid and they're trying to say block that payment so we have sat down as believers so we are not the ones saying now the unbelievers have done now they now they can see that the thing is now coming to kill our children and so they are the ones now clamoring and saying that at least this one they block it so that people cannot have free reign you know to those things the evil of porn is not today it's from t -t 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 -t. and that's just one example but the point i'm making is that the christians have been so quiet saying nothing we've said nothing so as people have stumbled around in the darkness it's when they suddenly realize that hey the thing is now coming for my children they are now shouting but we could have shouted long ago 
Yeah, and I thank God for everybody who has taken a sort of stand and has tried to put some bricks and has tried to provide some light. Hallelujah. I remember one of my sons one time, he came to me and he said, there's this guy from our class who keeps on posting pornography. And I said to him, respond. Don't leave the guy. Respond. So he responded. And he came on the page and said, why do you think we also want to be polluted with this? Why do you think the guy removed it? And apologize. Yeah. Hallelujah. We are the light. You know, so the darkness is everywhere and we are the light. How can we make sure that our light is shining? Because nobody goes to talk to the candle and say, candle shine. Candle shine. No, as soon as you put it on, it is it is shining. So some of us we are candle, but our light is off. <laughs> our light is off. This morning, I want you to decide that my light will shine. How is it going to shine? What are the things that will help our light to shine and help it to shine brightly? You will be surprised at some of the keys. The first key, and probably the only one I'll discuss with you today, is to obey God. Obey God. Obey God. We're talking about coming out of obscurity. Obey God. There's a marvelous scripture in Genesis chapter 13. Let me read it for you. Genesis 13 verses 1 and 2 and Abram went out of Egypt he and his wife and all that he had and Lot was with him into the south and Abraham was very rich in cattle in silver and in gold and look at this and this was because of his obedience it wasn't because he was charging around buying cattle the bible says clearly he was very rich and it tells us what he was rich in in silver in gold in cattle are you there why because of his obedience you see obeying god the Bible, he just relates it direct, direct, direct. Because he obeyed God. Meanwhile, we know that this man was a very significant person. In fact, he has become so significant that the major religions of the world all say that he's their, their father. The Christians call him a father. The Muslims call him a father. And the Jews call him a father. Meanwhile, he's coming from some obscure place. In Genesis chapter 12, just, the, just the, the chapter before, the Bible says that the Lord just came to Abraham and said, get thee out of your country, out of your kindred, from your father's house to a land that I will show you. He left. He didn't even know where he was going. Gather your things and start moving. That's basically the command that he was given. And he obeyed it. And as he obeyed it, you see that instead of just being an obscure person because we don't know him in his father's house we don't know him in his father's village we don't know him at that place we got to know him because he was given an instruction which he obeyed listen to me today maybe nobody knows you but one of the things i can tell you is that by obeying god step by step he's bringing you out of obscurity and bringing you to that place where your light shines for others to see hallelujah i hope you are following what i'm trying to say to you so let's continue we're taking a look today at this obedience because one of the things i notice is that for many of us as christians our obedience is partial we obey the things we like 
then the things we don't like in the word we disobey them but <laughs> i came to tell you today that partial obedience to god is disobedience partial obedience to god is disobedience and many of you you are partially obedient you do half and you leave half if your mother is by you if i ask her, i'm sure she'll tell me you do half and you leave half let's, <laughs> let's go looking yes i'm speaking to somebody you do half and you leave half <laughs> let's go to the book of samuel <laughs> first samuel chapter 15 where i want to show you that partial obedience is disobedience one day samuel said to saul it was the lord who told me to anoint you as king of his people israel now listen to this message from the lord so he was hearing the word and it's very important because the first place where you will know what to do in obeying the lord is from his word in those days there was no written bible and so saul as the king of israel was hearing the word of the lord from his prophet in those days that's how god spoke and we have done we've talked about this many times how god the father used to speak to his people through the prophets usually so you see that even somebody a godly king like um, david even would sometimes have to call uh, nathan the prophet call somebody to, you know what is god saying seek god for me seek the face of god for me but here saul has a message uh, samuel has a message samuel the prophet has a message from saul for saul he said this is what the lord of heaven's armies has declared i have decided to settle accounts with the nation of amalek for opposing israel when they came from egypt i find the scripture so interesting when the israelites were passing that come from egypt and they were passing and they got to where the amalekites went they wanted to just pass through the amalekites said no and god did like he has no head he said you just pass this other way yes i passed now the lord wakes up and says uh -huh. now i'm ready to settle that issue now go and completely destroy the entire Amalek nation, Amalekite nation, men, women. So he's even specifying men, women, children, babies, cattle, sheep, goats, camels, and donkeys. In other words, just wipe them out. Now, I know that a lot of people in today's soft world react to scriptures like this, but this was, the, the, this was how it was in those times. And many of the times when the, the, the instruction was not adhered to, they suffered later. You see, Gol Goliath was, was the product of a similar disobedient situation, you see. So let's move on. So Saul goes and he mobilizes his um, army. Let's pick up the story from verse 7 then saul slaughtered the amalekites you see when you are in in authority god is seeing you they didn't say saul and his soldiers slaughtered they're saying that you did from havila all the way to Shur, east of egypt he captured agag the amalekite king his problems have started but completely destroyed everyone else saul and his men spared agag's life and kept the best of the sheep goats cattle the fat calves and the lambs everything in fact that appealed to them they destroyed only what was worthless or of poor quality so have you seen that they've done something a little different 
a little difference. They had they had gotten rid of everybody, but they left one person. They had gotten rid of sheep, cattle, blah, 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 but they took the ones that were looking fat and juicy, and they brought everything to their place. Then, verse 10, trouble starts. The Lord said to Samuel, I am sorry that I ever made Saul king. Hey, may the Lord never have a cause to repent for having saved you. May he never stand somewhere and say that I have repented that I allowed salvation to reach you. Hmm. For he has not been loyal to me and has refused to obey my command. I thought he did some. I thought he removed every man, woman, child, baby. Except Agag. But in the eyes of God, I told you, do all. I said, don't take anything from there. Then you brought the cattle, you brought various, and he brought them to this place. Look at what the Lord said. He has refused to obey my command. There are some of you, you obey some part. You obey the part. You have your quiet time in the morning. You pray. You do what else? Give me examples of things that we do easily. You go, you worship, you go... You, yeah, you don't separate yourself from the body. You do all those things, but you fornicate. You even serve in the house of God. You even work in the house of God. But your obedience is partial. And this morning, I want you to see that partial obedience is disobedience. And if your Christianity is to become anything that God wants it to be, if you're to be a shining light, you need to set your heart on obeying God. I'm not talking about mistakes. We all make mistakes but you and I know that there are times when we know exactly what we are doing. It was not by mistake that they didn't kill the king. It was a deliberate action. It was not by mistake that they didn't uh, kill all the sheep and goats. It was a deliberate action. So I'm not speaking about the mistakes that we do by virtue of our humanness. I'm talking about the deliberate disobedience to the word of God. Let us continue. After this conversation that Samuel had with the Lord, the Lord told him, go back and talk to Saul. So he goes back. Verse 13. First Samuel chapter 15 and verse 13. When Samuel finally found him, Saul greeted him cheerfully. May the Lord bless you, he said. I have carried out the Lord's command. So you see, as he was there, as far as Saul was concerned, what I've been asked to do, I've done it. I've done it. And some of you this morning, you are sitting there, you are protesting and saying that, oh, but I've done it. I've done it. Meanwhile, there's this thing in your life you continue to do deliberately, knowing that it's against the, 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 the word of God. You are there. Your mother, just this morning, cry, you have respected her. Dis disrespected her. Your father, you have some thoughts and you are behaving some way. Meanwhile, there's a scripture that talks about honoring. <laughs> hey. So listen to Samuel's response. Then what is all the bleating of sheep and goats and the lowing of cattle that I hear? Samuel demanded. Now listen to Saul. Oh, it's true that the army spared the best of the sheep, cattle, and goats. Saul admitted. But they were going to sacrifice them to your Lord, the Lord your God. We have destroyed everything else. Then Samuel said to Saul, stop! Listen to what the Lord told me last night. What did he tell you? Saul asked. And Samuel told him, although you may think little of yourself are you not the leader of the tribes of israel the lord has anointed you king of israel and the lord sent you on a mission and said go and completely destroy the sinner, sinners the amalekites until they are all dead why haven't you obeyed the lord why did you rush for the plunder and do what was evil in the lord's sight but i did obey the lord 
Saul insisted. I carried out the mission he gave me. I brought back King Agag, but I destroyed everyone else. Then my troops brought in the best of the sheep, goats, cattle, and plunder to sacrifice to the Lord your God in Gilgal. You see, here you are again, still insisting. And some of you are like that. You never admit that you were wrong. Every time something you are being corrected, you have an argument that you bring. You have something to say. I did it, but I did it. Here is a clear example. You see, here is a clear example in the scriptures. And it didn't end well with him. May that not be your portion. Be quick. You know, one of the things I love that Bishop Doug taught, I said, be very quick to say, please, be very quick to say, sorry, be very quick to say, thank you. Those three things, they will make a lot of things easy in your life. Right here, all that Saul needed to do was say, I'm sorry. What sin did David not, King David not commit? What did he not commit? The only thing was that he was so, when it was brought to his mind, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Not only once in his life. I'm sorry. Quick to apologize. He was the king. He could have begun to say, what do you mean by coming to come and say, no, 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 no. Very quick to apologize. Hmm. Let's look at it. So this man is making excuses. Then Samuel teaches him something which is a lesson for all of us this morning. What is more pleasing to the Lord? Your burnt offerings and sacrifice or your obedience to his voice? Listen. Obedience is better than sacrifice and submission is better than offering the fat of rams rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft and stubbornness as bad as worshipping idols because you have rejected the command of the Lord he has rejected you as king there are so many profound things in what Samuel is teaching us this morning he said obedience is better than sacrifice have you not noticed that when you have disobeyed you now try to make up by doing some sacrifice on the other side so the scripture gives you what the lord wants you to do and you didn't do so for example you are still stealing but when you finish stealing as for fasting there you have been doing fasting sparrow fasting no be anything you go feed do so it's a sacrifice you are able to put that one down so you do it because you know that oh as i'm there i'm still a thief you know that uh, you are complaining you are arguing with me that you are not a thief eh, you this apocrypha every day again going to get a poor that's stealing you see this generation you are so warped that you don't even know that to go and get questions of exams is a poor and it is a crime and it is stealing <laughs> hey uh. yeah an apocrypha <laughs> and you are always chasing a poor getting the questions you are a thief you are a thief. I'm sorry. Are you there? Yeah. yeah. Liars. Hey. Some of you pathologic liars. You lie even when there is no cause. You are lying. You see, please, if you are like that eh, and the lies come unbidden, you need deliverance. It's a demon. You have lied. Ah, a demon has sat there. Because sometimes the lie doesn't make sense. If you told the truth, it won't spoil anything. But you see that even before you have thought a lie has come, please contact me. You know my number because you need help yeah no you need help you need to be prayed for are you there you see but what i'm saying to you is that he says obedience is better than sacrifice so strive to obey god strive strive i'll be coming a moment to because i'm sure the question is that hey how will i know how will i know what god is saying? i'm going to answer that question shortly but strive to obey and in saul's case here was a, you know god was not talking about a lot of things it was a specific instruction he had been given and he should have just obeyed it 
then he says that obedience is better than sacrifice and submission is better than offering the fat of rams you know today is mother's day and i always encourage you to get a gift for your mother do something for your mom give her something say something but your submission to her is probably the most important thing that she feels that when you when she speaks you hear because some of you when you reach somewhere you are taller than your mom you are bigger than her now so now your sons have come maybe you are better educated so now your sons have come when she talks and you are making faces you are be careful be very very careful because the word has not changed the word of god has not changed I, I mean we have a month to go if i add fathers to it now we will not finish today's yeah many of you the way you behave towards your father is not good at all you only talk when you need something he is not a, a teller in the bank it's the bank that can write a check i don't even have to smile at the teller i take it i don't have to greet and i just put it down there my money is there give it to me and some of you that's how you treat your father meanwhile that's what the scripture says about parents it says honor 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 i don't want to enter there if i go there i'll not be able to come back now then he goes on to say rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft turn to your neighbor wherever you are sitting and say i hope you are not a witch that your rebellious sister or brother <laughs> witches in the church witches witches <laughs> and stubbornness is as bad as worship worshiping idols some of you the stubbornness is too much oh it's too much your ears cannot hear father we break that spirit of stubbornness today in the name of jesus wake up and pray till today eight weeks later what stubbornness is doing you pray for your own life oh it's not for somebody's life prayer your own prayer for your own life still somebody is struggling with you after eight weeks and it's just that you are a worshiper an idol worshiper hey. and you better start to cast it off right now yeah may the lord deliver you from your stubbornness and then we all know the end of saul in fact at that at this point you know god didn't want to have anything to do with him anymore and it was not because he had made a mistake no you see king david also walked into deliberate sin it was very deliberate i mean he was standing there he saw the woman he was told he knew the woman was married he went and he had an affair with her he had a child with her all of that but the point is that as soon as god sent him hey what do you think you are doing i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry you after you have done you are still arguing you are still arguing with me that oh i couldn't get up you see because my phone has done this and then the light has done that and the electricity and this and that and so stop what you are doing stop it just stop just stop <sighs> you see key number one coming out of obscurity obey god obey god our greatest quest in life is to be able to obey god so how do i know what i'm supposed to do what exactly am i supposed to be following him in let me give you four or five ways and let me tell you something there's no one you can't just pick one and say this is the one root no they are all relevant the first one is when you read your bible when you this is one of the highest ways by which the lord leaves us leads us why because in the pages of the bible you find words that cover every aspect of your life if you are looking at your eating life it's covered 
Yeah. If you are looking at your behavior, behavioral life, it's covered. If you look at your relationship life, it is covered. If you are looking at how to progress, it's covered. So in your finances, it's covered. So the word of God is the first one. First and foremost, what do you see in the word of God? I hope you get it. So many of you, you will read the word of God and you can see in the word of God that you should tithe. But you decide that I will not tithe. And then later, you bring a large offering. That, that, no, no, no. He told you what to do. Yeah, he told you what to do. First, after you have done your tithes and offerings, by the grace of God, I tithe all the time. So I should now be looking and saying that, oh, can I get some large offering to go and bed, um, um, to go and bless God with? But it's not that when you have not done, then to compensate. People say, oh, but I take care of the poor. Oh, but I... No, no, no. Those are all separate things. What does the Lord say to you about your finances? Read your Bible. Is there. Not read Facebook and listen to unbelievers arguing. Thank you, Go to your Bible. What does your Bible say? What did Jesus say about it? Read it and do it. And stop arguing. <laughs> in fact the mere fact that people are arguing with they should tell you that there's something mm -hmm. yeah they don't want to do it and now they want to insist that you shouldn't do it what, what, what business is it of yours what business is it of yours how come they're not quarreling with you about how much you pray Ajay. <laughs> they don't quarrel with Muslims about praying five times a day they don't quarrel with them about their fast for their nothing it's Christians and it's because we have allowed them that's why I'm saying rise up and be the light yeah rise up and be the light it's not today that I believed in tithing all my life I will not allow anybody you, can, you cannot change my mind about it you cannot you cannot I know what the Bible says yeah so I will not even enter into a discussion with you you can keep your mind. I am watching the word of God. But you will sit down there and you look and say, hmm. The person who is talking to you, what does he have? Who is he? As you are comparing him to the word of God. Who is he compared to the word of God? Hey. Mercy. Let's continue. I have this very interesting scripture from the book of James, which I really love. And I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation because I want you to understand it well. James chapter 1, verse 22. And I'm reading from there but don't just listen to God's word you must do what it says otherwise you're only fooling yourselves for if you listen to the word and don't obey it's like glancing at your face in a mirror you see yourself you walk away and forget what you look like so when you looked in the mirror you could see that there was some of the toothpaste on your mustache but when you've looked at it and you walked away you forgot and you left it there you go to town looking like a clown and many of us I need to tell you that our Christianity looks like clownery because we have read the word of God but we haven't done it God, for, God forgive us we are God forgive us we must change from today it goes on in verse 25 to say but if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free and if you do what it says and you don't forget what you heard then God will bless you for doing it many of us are not walking in the full blessing of God because we are not doing what we know so when you read the word the way to know how to obey God when you read something that's why we teach in the quiet time how does the scripture apply to me should I change something 
you see and if you do it that way you will discover that slowly but surely you're beginning to change different aspects of your life i'm saying this because many of us we have lived as unbelievers we have lived according to what we see being done in the world you know so it's not everything we know but if you come to the word of god daily as we keep teaching you to do if you listen to messages as we keep teaching you to do what you will discover is that slowly but surely as you seek to do the things that are in the word your life begins to change i didn't say that it's easy that's not the point we are discussing here but you are on it you are on it until it works hallelujah instead of listening and living in disobedience to the word when you see something there that's difficult you take it to god and you say lord help me to obey this part of the word never say it is not there never say it is not there hey because at times when we read something that we don't really like then we say that oh god didn't really say oh he didn't really mean oh he understands no it is there it is there <laughs> He didn't mention it directly or it could have meant such and such a thing in that listen what you have read that's what you have read that's what you have read admit that that's what you have read admit that lord i need your help and you will receive help hallelujah another way in which you can hear what god is talking about to obey is through your pastor the bible says in jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 15 that he will give us pastors after his own heart and they are the ones who are going to lead us into are you with me yeah so i need you to look and listen to what the preaching says and then as you are hearing it you're doing it amen you know i keep on hearing rebel saying that oh your pastor is here is he is he god you're a fool it's a fool only a fool will say that yeah obviously it's not god he's a person but you see when you are listening to a message you're doing it with your word there and so you should be able to turn and see the scriptures is this what it says so that you do not fall into the other gutter there's another gutter where there are people who don't read the word of god and then they are following a random person you've just picked out a random pastor for yourself and then you are following then the person says you know of late there have been so many unhealthy things on facebook they say oh this person said you should uh, drink dead all this one said, you see you have common sense you have common sense just use it just by using common sense to preserve you from a lot of things yeah everything that you are taught that's why in this church we teach you the word of god i call out the scripture i just gave you jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15 turn to it for me jeremiah 3 yes as you know mfi is here and pastor david is here i also have my main technician dennis right behind the camera and i have monitoring the whole the production units Carter, i mean we are happy here we are happy we are happy here Jeremiah 3.15 and, and I'll give you pastors according to my heart not according to you your heart according to God's heart <laughs> they shall feed you with knowledge and understanding those are the two words I was looking for knowledge and understanding so a pastor who is after God's heart feeds you with knowledge and understanding are you seeing it uh -huh. he's after god's heart he feeds you with knowledge not stupidity and understanding so by the time you've been through a good pastor's 
teaching you understand more of the word he gives you knowledge and understanding i'm not talking about charlatans who are pretending to be pastors because they are looking for all oh, those guys when you hear the word no you just know that this is not word you know so move away from there god has placed you in a place where you have a pastor be there and i can recommend every single thing that bishop dag does it's written down you can read it he preaches look at the prayer meetings we're having i mean i mean come on come on come on come on come on friday's prayer was something else a pastor who can lead you in seven hours of prayer come closer to god closer to god scripture after scripture drawing you closer to god you just open your bible you have no doubt and so when such a person now wakes up and he's saying something it's so easy to understand that hey let me listen let me listen and so there are times many times the lord leads you through the man of god the woman of god that he has placed over your life hallelujah and as you follow you are blessed i'm saying this because there are times when we, we we come to things that are not easy you see sometimes your pastor will say this person you want to marry i don't think is wise he has led you well all this time why do you now think that he's going to lead you to a bad place i remember not so long ago i faced a critical moment and my shepherd said to me do this and i remember one of the things that encouraged me because i found it so difficult to do but one of the things that encouraged me i said he has always led me right he has always led me right so in this particular case where i can't see ahead i'm going to do it because he's always led me right and he's still serving god and he's still worshiping god let me and as i did it i have been so blessed i've been so blessed and i realized he was right he was totally right hallelujah you know so the words that come through your pastor and a lot depends on how closely you're following your pastor the closer you follow the more you should follow those words hallelujah another way in which the lord speaks to us is through the peace in our heart about something the peace in your heart colossians 3 15 says and let the peace of god rule in your heart to the which you are called in one body and be thankful so obey the peace obey the peace this is one of the very crucial keys to following how the spirit of god is leading us there are times when you've made up your mind to do something and the thing even looks logical the thing even looks good but there is just a feeling there there's just a feeling there i'm reminded of this man of god who was going to travel one day and he woke up and he sat on the edge of his bed this is somebody whose ministry i mean he traveled a lot in his ministry and he woke up that morning and he said to his wife hmm, today's journey hmm, have a feeling oh have a feeling and he did not obey the feeling so he left home and he went the plane went down and he died yeah he didn't have peace about it you see and sometimes in situations like this you are thinking to yourself oh but if i don't go the people are waiting for me on the other side or oh, the people they've spent so much money they have gathered they're expecting me and then you let the 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 things of man guide you but on the inside there was this feeling don't there are also times when there's a feeling do do i remember one time when there was a feeling 
do i was going to have guests i'd finished cooking in fact we had even cleaned up afterwards everything was in place and when i went and took the saucepan and i put it on the on this on the stove to obey that feeling on the inside make some soup i remember one of my little girls in the kitchen said but mommy we finished i said yeah when i put the soup on and I, I made the soup. I said, yeah, but we're making the soup. I just made it. The next feeling was send somebody to make sure that you have a certain kind of rice, very tasty. So I sent for that particular rice and I brought it to the house. Well, the long and short of it was that by the time my guests arrived, because of the extreme heat in Tamale, that uh, what we had made, the fried rice, it had all gone bad. It had all gone bad. And that's when the Lord reminded me, your soup is the first course. The stew and that you had with the for the um, fried rice is still there. The shita is still there. Do you see your chicken? Have you seen your rice? Wow. Quickly, put on the rice. Put on the rice. Second course. I thank God that I obeyed that feeling, that lack of peace that said, "Go and do something in addition." Hallelujah. And if you look in your life, He's talking to you, and He's many times pointing to you. Those of you who are students, you know this feeling well everybody is learning a and something comes as learn b learn b learn b and many times you stifle it because everybody's learning a and you get to the exam room and there's b looking at you <laughs> wow those of you who are working you want to go and buy a car and then something says don't buy this car everything looks okay the car's not old the mileage is good the car's good but there's a problem to some accident car but you override it and you go and buy and then you start your struggles with a mechanic it was because you overrode the inner peace you overrode the inner peace i'm talking to somebody the reason why you are broke at home today you were going to do something and the lord was saying don't do it now and you did it and that's how come now you're short of money at a time when you're not able to run your business yet may the lord have mercy and help you amen the next one now we're going into <laughs> dicea and dicea waters there are times if you're somebody who walks with god there are times when you just know something you just know that's when it is most spooky you just know i just knew that this you know yeah i just know for instance if you ask me why do you serve the lord i don't know i just knew i just knew i have to serve him i have to serve and I was following. It was not because I saw a light in the night. It's not because an angel visited me. I didn't hear my daughter, my daughter, I believe in my daughter. <laughs> but it was just a knowing. How do you know that you're born again? How do you know? You just know. When you are really born again, you just know. You will see that there are some people. They will answer the altar call. They will keep on coming. Every day they are coming. Every day. What they lack is that. That knowing. And sometimes you're there and suddenly they know. And you see that they themselves, the next altar call, they don't come because now they know. Why? A scripture. Galatians 4. Verse 6. And because you are sons, God hath sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. The spirit inside you is, is testifying. Hallelujah. And so there's suddenly an engagement and you know. And that's how come sometimes you just know something. If what you think you know contradicts the word of God, it is not God. God does not contradict himself. You need to understand that and put that down as a law. 
for yourself. And finally, I'm not saying this is, these are the only ways in which God speaks. I mean many ways, but I'm just giving you some of the more common ones. Visions and dreams. And sometimes even voices. Visions and dreams. There are some of you who believe that every dream that you dream is of God. Please, wake up. It's not so. <laughs> it's not so. It's not so. A, a dream can come just from your own soul. The experiences of your day. Your mind is an open field. And sometimes that dream, the devil even planted it there. But it is also true that God also, God also speaks to us in our dreams. And so don't throw the dream away. Test it against the word of God. So when the dream comes and says you should go and marry somebody's wife, it's against the word of God. Immediately, you don't even inspect it. You throw it out. I hope you get me. There are some of you also, you are walking around and letting random people proclaim other things over your life. I think you should put an end to it. Yeah. To, to, to minimize the confusion that is entering your life over things like this. And there are others who say, I heard a voice telling me. I have a scripture for you. I want to read it out. I don't want to quote it. I want to read it so that you can see that I'm reading scripture. <laughs> because this one, you really, really need to hear it. Push your neighbor and say, are you blessed? First Corinthians 14, 10. And it says, There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without signification. So many voices. There are so many voices. The voice of your spirit, the voice of your flesh, the voice of your friend, the voice of your parents, the voice of your, of your, of your spouse. So many voices in this world. I want to direct you to have a good study of the art of hearing by Bishop Dark Edward Mills, in which he discusses thoroughly and in detail so many ways in which God talks to us. It is worth it to invest some time to study this area because the more sure you are of that this is God speaking to you, the more strength and the more confident you are to actually obey him. But first and foremost, obey the word of God. If you are not obeying the word of God, then don't be expecting that he'll be saying much in another way. It's like somebody has sent you 66 letters you never read. Then now you wake up and say he's talking to you in another way. <laughs> he has sent you 66 love letters. You never read them. What other way is he going to look for to come and tell you that he loves you? Start reading those 66 um, letters and he's now going to find that you are serious with what he has said to you. And from there, you progress in your knowledge of the word do the word of god do the word of god obey the word of god it is the first way to becoming the light in the world god bless you let us pray father we thank you so much for your grace and your mercy thank you for talking to us all the time thank you especially for the word i pray for each one listening to me lord that they will obey your word they will obey your word I pray, Lord, that as we obey your word, you cause us to be salt and you cause us to be light in the places that we are. Thank you for this privilege. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you're here, you've not given your life to Jesus, I want you to obey the word. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, no one, no one comes to the Father except by me. The Bible says that a certain man called Nicodemus went to see Jesus and Jesus said to him, you must be born again. And Nicodemus asked, should I enter inside my mother's stomach? 
John chapter 3. Say, no, 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 no. Jesus says something. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. This morning I am asking you, is your spirit born again? If the answer to that question is no, and if or if the answer to that question is I do not know, then I want to have the honor of leading you to confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Romeo, Romans chapter 10, 9 and 10 tells us that what we have believed in our heart about him, we need to confess it with our mouth. And this morning I want to lead you in that confession which is what will make you born again. Bow down your head and pray this prayer after me. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior. And you are my, are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus name Father thank you for everyone giving their lives to you this morning I pray that they will stand I pray that they will follow you only in Jesus name Amen now if you prayed that prayer I would love to hear from you please send me a message or a whatsapp on 024 024 Five five four four five three two, and God Himself will bless you. Amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at folcaudiasi. God richly bless you.